Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Nobody's Listening to This Music Podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Eric. And today, we're talking about Numbers by Woe Is Me. Little yep. peek behind the curtain, this is the third time we've done it. Yeah, First yeah, time, so. Eric lost the <laughs> stuff. Second time, I lost the stuff. So has this has this situation happened before? Because I know there's like a couple times where... I lost an episode and then yep. we re-recorded. There's uh-huh. been, I think, a time or two where you lost it and we re-recorded. Yep. But I don't think there's ever been a case where we've both lost separate recordings of the yeah. same episode and had to do it a third time. Right, because I think even a couple times when one of us has messed up, we just are like, nah, that one's not going to happen then. Yeah, like traitors. We still have to do traitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So. Um, but yeah, this album came out in like 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've said it. I feel like I'm repeat like a broken record now, but nobody's heard yeah. me say it before. But this record does a lot of things that the scene will continue to do and continue yeah, absolutely. to build on for the remainder of the 2010s, uh-huh. and even still currently, some of the stuff that is going on here mm-hmm. carries its way into like progressive metal and like the new resurgence of post hardcore. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a that was very well put. I feel like <clears throat> and it is funny to to say these things because we've said a, or I I felt like that was a new a new sentence you just said. But for me, uh yeah, I feel like this album really sounds like if it came out in 2011 or 2012, yeah. I'd even be like, yeah, that makes sense. It does feel like a, a it's a jump. It's got a jump on, on the rest of the scene, I think. Uh, and especially in a scene where that's just kind of overrun with like oversaturation of a single sound or thing, you yeah. know, this, uh, which I think happens everywhere really. But as a casual metalcore listener, um, I can even tell this is kind of ahead, doing some different stuff, and uh, yeah, like you said, doing, making some sounds, doing some some, uh, you know, what do you call it? Some moves. They got some moves that yeah. uh, that get used a lot after they, this. So every every time we've recorded this episode, it's kind of turned into this thing where we talk about Tyler Carter for like too long. And then but, it kind of sounds like you're about to say Tyler the Creator when you say Tyler uh, Carter. Right. Every single time. <laughs> um, but one thing that this band did that like metalcore bands weren't really doing at the time is mm-hmm. they had like a phenomenal singer. Right. Yeah. Like, ev- everybody had shtick. like good singers, but their like claim to fame was they were like kid can rip yeah totally and which was already kind of a thing that was going on in post hardcore mm, but it hadn't okay entirely made its way into the metalcore scene right and <clears throat> you know i feel like I, I guess i don't really talk about tyler carter to many people in the world but to, obviously uh you and i have spoken about him to great length in the past but, you know, there's the whole, like, he sounds kind of like an R&B singer type thing. Yeah. And that, to me, especially at the time, was kind of like, wow, that's different, because it was. But then, like, you think of it, and you think of, like, what this, like, 
genre and scene kind of is. And like, I remember like just being like, this is like heavy. Like this stuff is just like undeniably heavy and that's it. Like it's, you know, you know, you got hot topic and it's, it's, you know, things like that. But then like you kind of take a step back and you kind of look at it. At one point I remember like hearing like some, some like hair metal song. And I was kind of like thinking of what opinion I would have of that. And like, yeah, dude, this is so lame and like cheesy. And this is just like pop music. And then I was like, wait a second. That's exactly what, uh, what, you know, this stuff is to us. It's like, I, I guess I, maybe I'm not thinking exactly correctly of the type of stuff that like your dad listens to or listened to yeah. as a kid, but it's kind of like it, this like metalcore is sort of just a, an extension of like 80s hair metal kind of thing where it's like it's almost like pop music disguised as something heavy and hard right. and so it makes it really makes sense to me that you would have like just a buttery smooth R&B type singer in a band like this like that <laughs> uh, but, yeah because uh, yeah so what happens is you're like okay well I I really like metalcore right uh-huh. And you're like, okay, so like how do we how do we make this like the most digestible version of itself? Yeah. Make the singer undeniably talented. Right. Cuz you so, could turn on a chorus of of this album and anybody could get behind it. At least get behind like the melodies. Cuz yeah. a lot of a lot of the guitar parts are like still like pretty chuggy and a lot of people a lot of people, even still to today, which I think is ridiculous, people still mm-hmm. look at metalcore and like progressive metal, and they're like, they're just chugging. Uh huh. There's no talent there. I and feel it's like, like that's like that's such a mindless way of looking at it. Totally, and like I feel like people, not to take away from your statement, but I feel like people do that about like everything, and it's like if you're looking at anything and you're saying. Oh, they just are doing this. Like, fuck it, whatever. There was an edit there. We don't really know what we're talking about. <laughs> so I'm just gonna. It was jump like back a loud it. sound. Maybe the loud sound will make it into the episode, but I had to go investigate, and it uh, it threw me off. So um, one. Oh, wait. One okay, thing. I think I remember what I was saying. Yes. Okay. So, not to take away from your point that people talk about specifically metalcore, they're just chugging kind of thing, but. In yep. general, like, if, if anybody's ever talking about anything and they say they're just doing this, there's no talent. It's like, it's just like the cheapest way to look at things. And it's like the most lazy commentary. And it's just like, you know, obviously there's there's things that people do. And there's like art that's just copying something or just ripping something like uh, you know what I mean? Like there, there is like lazy art in the world, but like it, it's just like you just sound dumb when you when you belittle something else yeah. like that. I think I'm not. And I'm not gonna say that uh, metalcore as a whole uh, has had as much of an impact as Pablo Picasso, but uh, uh-huh. <laughs> people said that Picasso was just like mashing paint into a canvas when he was yeah. in his later works. And, and yeah, it, it's been proved to be like some of the most influential art that has ever existed. So right, like, and it's like it's so subjective. Yeah, totally. Good point. Um, 
<clears throat> who who else is one of those guys that just what's the dude that threw paint? Pollock? Jackson Pollock. Jackson Pollock. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. that guy is legitimately just throwing paint at a canvas. Uh huh. That that is but what he's doing. But uh huh. Yeah. S- objectively, subject- objectively, that's what he's doing. But you know, s- like subjectively, uh huh. It it's fun to look at. Yeah, and uh, you couldn't you couldn't make it look the same if you tried. That's something. Right. Um, There's a reason that he's like one of the only people to be incredibly successful to do it and have his name be right. Exactly. Name. Um, uh-huh. So one thing that happens a lot in this album that I really enjoyed when I was listening to it at the time was mm-hmm. so in like 2010, uh, there were bands like uh, a Skylet Drive, mm. uh, Emma wow. Rosa, yep. um, Dance Gavin Dance even to an extent. But they were doing these like twinkly, slidey leads. Yes, and that's a a big, uh, huge. What's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, Theme, motif, motif in this album. Yeah. So a lot of the choruses even don't have like strumming chords. They're just like yeah. A lot of the choruses are still just chugging. But where yeah. all the melody comes from are either from the synth lines uh-huh. or, like, the twinkly guitar parts. Right. Which? Like, this spot specifically, right? It's kind of... It's kind of dug But, yeah, we got the ropey. We got the melody. Right. Which makes it even more impressive that anybody was like, oh, I can write a melody for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. There's, it's like uh, it's like when Bob Ross paints uh, on a canvas and he puts uh-huh. uh, the white down first. Yeah. There's just like stuff. There's just stuff uh-huh. there already. And then right. And then they're looking at it and they're like, "Well, what can we make of this?" Hmm. Right, right. That's a that's a cool way to put it. I like that. It really, really blank canvas. Uh, what's your? Because you are you are indeed wearing a um. A Bob Ross T. Ever make mistakes uh, in life? Let's make them birds. Yeah, they're birds now. <laughs> Dope. That's funny, dude. There are no mistakes in life. If you make a mistake in life, then you just make it into a tree. Yeah, that's good. Or, that's good. or a bush. Uh-huh. Kind of as long as you're not, like, killing people or anything. That's a good, you know, you can... You can sp- you can put a, a spin on a lot of stuff, a lot of mistakes. Um, one really cool thing that happens in this album that it probably has happened before, but I remember hearing it for like the first time here. Uh huh. Was a really heavy slow breakdown mm-hmm. with like a gated synth over it. Yeah, that makes uh, you want to groove. You're By the way down. that you're bobbing away to it, I can assume that's what you're listening to right now. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, some of the notes that he hits on this record are insane. Uh-huh. He's just, like, hitting... Like, he's singing in a metal chord, but he's hitting whistle tones a couple of times in this song. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> 
That's so funny, dude. Bro, Ariana Grande who? Yeah. Tyler Carter hitting <laughs> whistle tones in 2010 as a 19-year-old kid with bleach blonde hair. That's crazy. Like, like you know, 19... I feel like as a as a 25-year-old, which is not much older than 19, honestly, but, like, you feel like it feels like there's so much separation at this point, and you're kind of like, if you're 19, you might as well be, like, 13 years old. And, like, it's funny to imagine, like, just somebody being, like, that talented at, at that, where, like, you mm-hmm. know, kids in high school will, like, shred in chorus, but, like... Like, do you think he was, like, a chorus kid? Like, or do you think that he's just, like, a sing-in-the-car type? That's, uh, that is an interesting question. And I, I could think, imagine him. I think that's going to lead me right into our Wikipedia part. The Wikipedia port, port, port. If I don't edit you doing the voice this time, uh-huh. really remind me. Because I think it'd be funny for you to have <laughs> the thing. Okay, cool. Um, so they're from Atlanta, which we knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, debut album is Numbers. One, okay, one of the interesting things that happens with this band is this is the only record recorded with this specific lineup. Okay. Even after like the first couple of shows, the guitar player who does like all the ropey leads that everybody remembers from this, like all of that shit. He leaves. He's like out almost immediately. So the next the next release or releases, whatever there are, whatever we're considering canon for the band, mm-hmm. it's got a different sound, right? Because it's missing. Yeah, that. almost entirely. So the next record that comes out after this comes out in 2012 called mm-hmm. Vengeance. Of course. And there, it's like none of the same guys. Our new record is called Vengeance. Pick it up in the back. Right. So the only member who stayed the entire time that the band existed was the guitar mm-hmm. player, uh, Kevin Hansen. He's okay. He's just the rhythm guitar player. Is there another member? <laughs> That's funny. to Like rhythm guitar, I feel like is the most replaceable member of a band. Well, like, he's like if, so. If you see, if you ever see like videos of them playing like acoustic stuff, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, that's the dude sitting next to Tyler. Okay, cool. Like in the driveway stuff, or those yep, like acoustic. The kid with the glasses and the mullet. Dope, dope. Man, some big hair choices around this time for for bands. Bro, a lot of my hair choices that I want to make to this day, <laughs> to this day. <laughs> are uh, based off of hair that people in this yeah. band had. Uh-huh. <laughs> I still haven't bleached all of my hair blonde, which is something I want to do. Dude, I <clears throat> I I go back and forth on on doing that a lot of times. Um if uh if we still lived near each other, I bet I bet we would have like we would have one day just it. been hanging out and been like, "All right, today's the day." Um, there was a lot of times when we were hanging out that we did shit like that we're like okay we've been talking about this long enough time to pull the trigger dude how about just like hey man i think today's the day i want you to shave the sides of my head right or (laughs) or i can imagine like just got not yeah like trying to use because remember how i like uh, i remember how i had like bad acne for a while 
And yeah. um, so, <laughs> so I had like crazy like five percent peroxide like face wash or whatever prescription Nuts. strength. Yeah, and um, I remember trying to bleach was, my hair with it or something. Yeah, because it would like stain my clothes. Like mm-hmm. if I was wearing, a, if I got it on my shirt, it would like stain. It would literally like bleach my shirt. So we were like, oh, like let's we'll like bleach our hair with that. Um, I don't think it worked. But, no, uh, I think we were missing a because there's like I'm not super versed in uh-huh. cosmetology, but I right. know you need the active ingredient to bleach the hair. But you, there's one more thing that you need to like. Yeah, uh, yeah, like to an like really kinda. like an activator to like bake it in, kinda. Yeah, I bet. Um, honest to God, I bet if we mixed it into Vaseline and just left it in long enough, it probably would have done it. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> we got our we got our fun in with the bleach. Eventually, we really should have just you know? cut some of our hair off and put it in mm-hmm. like a cup with it. I think that's kind of what we did, and it, it, it like either maybe it maybe it changed it a little bit, but like not enough. It just made your hair like a little more brown than black, and it was like right. It was just like that's, we determined like it, it wasn't, wasn't gonna worth white it. it. Yeah. Were you there with me when I did the stripe? I think I was with you later in the day. I don't think I was there as it was happening. Yeah, I did. Kolohe's rubbing his face on my mic a lot, and it, I wonder if that's gonna make it in the app. Probably. Uh, but what I'm more interested about with issues is what Tyler Carter would end up going out to do. Here's a big bomb. Tyler mm-hmm. Carter's first name is actually Derek. No way, dude. His name is Derek Tyler Carter. Tyler does not seem like a middle name, dude. That's funny. Good. I like Tyler... Tyler Carter has more of a ring than Derek Carter. It that, really that's does. Not like, that's not like a, a public Derek. name. <laughs> um, yeah, so issues, right? You, uh, you've seen issues, correct? I have. I, I saw issues pretty recently. That's cool. Yeah, he. There's like in his uh, Wikipedia page. There's mm-hmm. only like seven lines about him even ever being in this band. Really? Yeah. It's just like yeah, That's he's funny. He, for a spell he sang in this band called Woe Is Me. Uh-huh. That's yeah, that's funny. Like as if that isn't the thing that literally launched him into like right. being what he is. But now that's just like like if you're 17 years old right now, maybe you know about issues, maybe they're still like they're probably relevant to to, to, to the, the kids, right? Um, I bet people look back at crowd. this album and are still are probably saying things like, "It's not even that good," which is heresy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, but yeah, I'd imagine there's definitely like new issues fans that are like, "Oh, Tyler Carter's old band." Like, yeah. you know, when you get like you get like stoked on like a band and then you find out a member was actually in something else before. And, like, that. Pro- I bet that happens to people. So, I'd like to talk about mm-hmm. the album artwork on this one. Okay, let's hear it. Are you, are you looking at the same artwork that I am? 
the, it the kind of looks the like brown a one. Yeah, it makes me think of like um like a salad fingers type. Okay, like perfect. Weird. Yeah. So that's something that happened, I think, a lot in the scene. But yeah, this is somewhere where Woe Is Me was definitely not trailblazing at the time. Mm-hmm. Under Oath had been doing stuff like this for eons. The art direction. The, like, weird, like, claymation, like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, creepy uh-huh. kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, clockwork stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. My mic is literally falling off my fucking desk. Hold on. Oh, no. Good save. Um, okay, I'm I'm riding the mic by myself now. Andrew's Andrew's in uh, dire straits trying to fix his mic. There is a little bit of dead air there, but we don't want to we don't want to edit this part. So I'm just gonna. I really hope this is awful to listen. To. <laughs> uh, do you, I feel like it'd be way easier if you like stood up at this point? No, I got it. It's okay. Cool. I'm just. It's I, so I'm f- now just reclamping. <clears throat> All right, keeping it it's in. Funny how like even on your yeah, it's in. This is in. We're good. This is this is what the people like. They like to hear stuff oh, fall yeah. apart. Okay, we're good. All right, perfect. Yeah, fun fun art. Um, and I feel like this first album, the art, like you said, is kind of more like whimsical, creepy, spooky, claymationy. But then it gets very like, um, the way that. Uh, a lot of other bands in the scene tend to go afterward, which is just like very kind of like, like linear, geometric, almost like just type, just like straight type. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. Kind of, kind of stiff, almost. Uh, where this is a little bit more like fluid, kind of like hand drawn looking in a sense. I would agree. Uh, Their album artwork after this for most stuff mm-hmm. is very like what was me written in brick letters like helvetica yeah, yeah, like totally uh-huh this tour must have been sick to go see because i imagine the visuals are like really on point yeah this, yeah in the live those setting scrims dude the scrims those scrims would have been so hard dude dude i feel like it's funny uh, you know, it's one of those things where I can't really tell if it's like a, a changing with the times or, or just who I'm seeing or if it's a Hawaii thing because like, so when bands come here, they, they rarely bring like production with them. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think like one show I've seen where like the production was like the same as it is everywhere in the world was Paramore. When they came here a couple years ago, they had like some gigantic hanging light thing and like big crazy projections and like a whole stage set up and that's that bunch of fucking, members and stuff that's that def jam money for you yeah 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 it is and um so so they came over with like a bunch of stuff like that but otherwise bands will come here and i feel like i probably say it all the time and i don't even really know how accurate like my opinion on it is but like kind of seems like bands touring bands will like bring their guitars and maybe heads of their amps mm-hmm. and borrow cabs and drums and stuff um that makes so, sense like yeah so it is funny to think back to this time of going to shows and seeing the scrims and seeing the stage production and just like the big 
big cutout things. Like I, I can picture a lot of that around this time. And now I feel like I don't see that at all anymore. And I'm like, I'm sure part of it is just the living here thing, but uh, yeah. I feel like I feel like bands do a little bit this is, less over the top stuff like that now. This band is one of those bands that uh, I always remember playing. Like uh, they do like the intro at every show. Like they there would be some like oh this, like some yeah, samples yeah. playing, and then they would come out. I on love, stage. dude. I love those intros. That's such like a, I feel like that's when you, when you kind of start popping off a little bit, you like get that license to like, just bring down the house lights all the way before you come on and everybody's, you get all the cheering and then it's the, I remember so many times, like, just like trying to think of like a moment from a movie that would be like a funny joke to then like come out ringing open chords to it. It's like, we, we were not at that level of, of playing to like. I mean, but like, there was a lot of bands we, that we, were doing it that also just weren't. Yeah, yeah. We could have definitely got like, away with it if we wanted to. Yeah, I remember a couple times like having fun trying to set stuff like that up, like to come up instead of walking from the front row of the crowd onto stage to like do a, like a little side stage entrance. All that about had like a really good setup for that because there was actually yeah, yeah. a side and backstage. Uh huh. Uh huh. Which was, was pretty fun. cool. But yeah. uh, after a while, one of the back rooms got taken up where I used to have everybody load in so that, like, there was no gear and stuff. It was so Right, sad. right. A couple of times, bands were like, oh, where do we run samples? And I'd be like, yeah. What? <laughs> you don't? <laughs> I don't know, like, off your phone? <laughs> and after the first band asked, I got I made, like, a setup so that I could, like, do it if need be. Yeah, yeah. Like, if they That's asked. Cool. I'd like run mm-hmm. a quarter inch out behind the drummer, and like that was the fun that's stuff. That's what you got. You got a stereo quarter inch jack, and like, uh huh. If you couldn't work with that, then sorry. Yeah, do do what you will with that. Uh, figure it out. Um, turn it on for you. One of the sickest intros I've ever seen live. There's two. Um, mm-hmm. the ghost inside in like 2013 did Kay. the Jurassic Park theme dope as they that's were coming out one. and I was like that's uh-huh. so sick and most recently when I saw Counterparts they came out to Adam Sandler doing the wedding singer like the sick the somebody kill me please song dude that one's so good the other day <clears throat> for the movie podcast I was I was editing that one and uh Shout out movie podcast. I, I yeah, shout out movie podcast. Nobody's listening to this movie podcast. Um, we did a '90s comedy episode, and I, I, you know how like obviously this podcast has music the whole time. Yeah. And now I, I think I'm just like used to that for like the intros and stuff mm-hmm. at least. So I've been like putting a song at the beginning of the episodes, and I, uh, I was trying to find some a good Sandler song, and I was about to do that one. But it just kind of took a while to get to where I want the part that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, that's like a good song, dude. And it's like you can really like feel something when he's singing that. Um, it's so but, funny. It like yeah. It was my favorite thing about seeing Counterparts live is uh-huh. how not seriously the vocalist takes it, and yeah. how quick he is to flip the switch. 
That's cool. That's cool. He's I can like, picture that. In between songs, he'll he'll just be like joking and uh-huh. like just ripping a jewel and just being like yeah, yeah doing yeah. like <laughs> dumb internet zoomer things. Uh-huh. Even though he's like a couple years older than I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he'll uh then he'll just be like this one's called this. Everyone move it. And just like That's so funny. Immediately go into tough guy mode. Because the ly- lyrical content of Counterparts is pretty heavy, too. All of it is so sad. It's just super sad, existential, like he wants to die. Like, <laughs> Oh, did I? Funny did guy. I? Oh, yeah, I sent you a picture of my hoodie. That was pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. I was sitting on my couch, and I was like, I want to send Eric a picture of this hoodie, but I want it to be, like, I want it to uh, be a kick out of it, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had to get those those buns out dude bro i i took out the fucking the cake (laughs) (laughs) oh boy that's i don't care i pulled my underwear up into my ass crack and took a picture of my ass uh wearing a a counterpart study you know honestly a familiar sight it it brought me back you know Uh, (laughs) um Uh, that was very oh, funny. Bro, remember that one time I made a vine butt ass naked? Dude, that was so funny. That was so funny. Was that like a like a like a Harlem Shake type, you know, just kind of uh flip on the lights kinda your like your clothes and then you're naked kind of thing? Yeah, it was I the video was me fully clothed sitting at my computer and I go Yeah yeah. I go, Hey man, check out this video and then the camera flips to you and you go Oh, what video? And then it snaps back to me not being able to hold it together going, it's this shark thing. And I'm just fucking naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naked, naked, yeah. Uh, That's funny, dude. Uh, Oh, shit. That's hilarious. I remember, I remember like remembering that a few years ago and I was really like, but I think it was after Vine already like shut down or whatever. Yeah, um, you can find it. My, if you go on a Vine.com, you can search my profile. Oh yeah, I think so. Cool, cool. We'll have to we'll have to find that someday. That's hilarious, dude. Um. I feel like we're listening to different songs now. I'm listening to Fam Over Demise. Um, oh, okay. Did we finish the album? Community. Yeah. Thank you for your inspiration, laughs, and loops. We have now placed Vine in the archive state. For more information, here. okay, where is... I want the Vine archives. Uh, yeah, yeah. So... One thing that this band ends up doing is putting out another song called Fame Over Demise, which uh-huh. a lot of people were like, oh, shit, this, like, new shit is going to be fucking yeah, 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 yeah. sick. Uh, um, and then I remember we were when we were talking about that last time, it's uh, maybe you're about to say it, too, that, like, it's kind of the 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 after this album, the only thing Tyler recorded on. Yeah, this is the last thing he does. Okay. And it's the best. It's sick. It's cool. I really liked it. That's what I, like, if I'm thinking of this band, that's the song I think of. 
Um, and then I likened it to the Beatles' um, uh, Strawberry Fields Forever uh, and Penny Lane split, you know, A-side, B-side, single, 7-inch, 45, uh, that is, is in the era of Sgt. Pepper's, but George Martin, the Beatles producer, says it's his, like, greatest professional um, regret that he didn't put those songs on the album. Right. Which is, like, the same as Fame Over Demise, right? Like, it's kind of just, like, a single. But it's, like, the best. Um, what was... I don't mean to <clears throat> go off on a tangent here, but what the fuck was my yeah, yeah. name on Vine? I couldn't even... I, Offshore Andrew? That's what I'm going with, and it's saying it cannot pull it up. I don't maybe FFH Andrew. I don't think we had friends from home yet. I'm gonna try it. Um, it's funny. Like so, I just very recently, yeah. I think even after starting the podcast, changed my my handle from Offshore Eric, um, which like I felt very <clears throat> um, it, um, like when people saw it, they started to just be like, "What does that mean?" And then I started to feel very goofy about it, being right. like. Oh, it's my my high school band, my high school band. Yeah, I'm trying but, to. Uh, I'm currently. Uh, I have two separate online presences. Yeah, yeah. You got your. Uh, you got like I get, your. I got the your, the Twitch one, and then I have like the regular one. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, I mean, this has been it. Uh, this. <laughs> This is the Nobody's Listening to This Music Podcast. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. I've been Andrew. All right. I've been Eric. All right, guys. See, See you later.